Look, it's actually recording. All right. Take, take two. <laughs> Coming at you from Fargo Forehead <laughs> with your real estate update. Did you know? Did you know? We're trying this again. We recorded a whole podcast on Wednesday. Without hitting record. And nobody hit record. But I think it sounded fabulous. So we're going to go gonna with that. Go with that. And have some champagne. Have some champagne this time to celebrate. So yes. if we start slurring towards the end, we apologize. <laughs> we will get as much education in before then. <laughs> we are Dre, Diamond Realty Associates. We formed our team because we are a group of awesome people who are best friends <laughs> and really love giving the best client experience ever. We like to focus on quality, not quant quantity. Sorry, we already started drinking. I don't feel like <laughs> we're stumbling. <laughs> uh, but we do want you to know that we are very customer oriented. Uh, doesn't cost any extra to work with us, but we feel that education is extremely important. So we thought, hey, let's do a podcast so we can teach people about home buying and selling in the area. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about just real estate basics. Um, we're also going to go and explain our buyers and brews, which is an actual free education class that we provide. Um, we'll talk about that at the end. And April 23rd, save the date. Mm -hmm. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about our tasty Tuesdays. We've been doing those for a while now, but now we want to kind of include everybody in it. We're going to start doing a little bit of prizes. So keep an eye out for our tasty Tuesday posts because people will start to win Things, thing, food things, if they can start interacting with us a little bit and keeping an eye on it. It'll be fun. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. Plus, we find delicious places around mm. the community to mm -hmm. eat at. Mm -hmm. And the kicker is every week is somewhere new, always a new spot. So mm -hmm. we want to try and try everywhere in Fargo, which is going to be really hard because mm -hmm. a lot of places close <laughs> and then a lot of new places open. It's an ongoing experiment. We're all about supporting local, local, local businesses. businesses. Yeah. Well, and if you have any that you feel are amazing and we haven't tried yet, because you can see all our posts on our Facebook page, let us know. We're always open to more ideas on where we're, we can go. We're adventurous. Yeah. We're exciting. We're, we're a good time. Okay. And we're running out of ideas. And we're running out of ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't know everything food wise. But how about real estate? I think real we estate, we're pretty good at it. What do we know about real estate? Well, where do we start? Start with the basics. We'll start, start with the start basics. basics. Go over some definitions. Yeah, um, sure. Just ease into it. Things that you're commonly going to hear in real estate are earnest money, which you normally need about 1% of the purchase price to put down toward your home purchase. And we call that earnest money. It means that you've got the money to move forward. It's protected by contingencies, which we'll go into later. Um, and it's credited back to you on your closing disclosure at the end of the transaction. So it's not lost money. It's more so kind of like a down payment, like a deposit deposit. Mm -hmm. That's a better word. Mm -hmm. It shows the seller how serious you are about your purchase vested. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, another common term that a few people know, a few people don't is uh, closing costs. Uh, closing costs are what it, cost for a buyer to research the deed and need taxes and specials, which we'll talk about specials too. Um, and also start your escrow account, which is a savings account that the, the bank manages for your taxes, specials, homeowners insurance, uh, mortgage insurance is in that one too. Mm -hmm. Did you yes. know? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's something that's required on the life of the loan in North Dakota. And I believe five years in Minnesota, but then you don't have to worry about paying your taxes 
um, and your homeowner's insurance. So that the closing cost though, what's nice about that is those can be negotiated with the seller. So depending on the house that you are looking at, uh, you're required to pay your down payment, but your closing costs, we can, we can kind of work with. And those are called seller contributions or concessions. So those are things, those are hard. <laughs> those are all hard words. Words are hard. Those are, those are all things that we can negotiate for you, especially if you're a first time home buyer, depending on your price point. Um, those are the costs that we can ask the seller to pay on your behalf towards closing expenses. Guys, I keep stick looking to make sure that we're still recording. <laughs> and we are. Yeah, we're doing well. good. <laughs> well, and some people think for down payment too, that they need 20% down and there's loans, loan options out there that you don't need anything down or you need as little as three and a half percent. So definitely um, always check with your lender and see what your situation is too for your down payment. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a very good point. Yep. Um, the most common we see is between three and a half and five percent. If you're buying out in the country and it's a decent house, you don't need anything down payment. Or if you're a veteran that qualifies for a VA loan, you don't need any down payment as well. And there are first-time home buyer programs too that could cover your down payment assistance. They are not um, completely free. Some are forgiven, some are not. It's best to talk to a mortgage originator on that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, exactly. So if you don't have the three percent, but you want to start building equity in a home now, the lender will be able to give you options on how to get your down payment paid for. And we talked about contingencies before, and there's a couple different contingencies on your purchase agreement. You have your inspection contingency and your financing contingency. And those are both um, times that you can actually get out if something is wrong. Um, you get your earnest money back. Get your earnest money mm -hmm. back. So make it contingent on an inspection. We definitely recommend having an inspection on your house. Just get somebody in there to take a look, um, kind of show you if anything major needs to be done and kind of gives you a to-do list of things that you have to maintain as you own a house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you'll walk through that house with, with your agent, but your agent's not a qualified inspector. There's, you know, things I'll admit to that I didn't catch until the inspector saw it and it was a big ticket item. And uh, so it's just, it's a security to, and it doesn't cost much. Well, even on our new build, we had an inspector come through and we were surprised at how many things he caught that weren't major issues, but would benefit the buyer to be fixed before closing. And that's on a brand new house. Brand new house, yeah. yeah. And another contingency you could have, um, really anything, you could make anything part of that contract. But another very common one would be the sale of your home. So you already own a home. You want to move into that next one and you can get under contract. And that would make you a rover. Trace, you want to talk about rovers? <laughs> right, a first refusal. When you do have a house to sell and you're buy and the house you're buying is still for sale with a right of first refusal, another buyer can come along. So there is a deadline for you to get your house under contract. Um, what else? Or get Possibly a note get... from a loan or note from a note from a loan. <laughs> note <laughs> from a banker. Like a bridge loan could be an option. Yeah, or just on. being able to show you you can perform even without selling your house. But yeah. And um, that brings up another good point too of a lot of people think they need to find their house before they put their own on the market. So find a house to buy. And that can get you into a pickle because especially with the market slowing down just a, a little bit, your house could take a month to sell. Well, then you're in that really vulnerable spot that Trace was talking about where someone who doesn't have a house to sell can come in and push you off of that house. Uh, so we recommend if you have a house that is maybe a little bit harder to sell or you're looking for something that you're not quite sure if you'll find right away, 
we recommend putting a stop clause on there. So that's subject to owner's purchase if you're selling. And that means that if you don't find another house to buy, then um, you can pull your house off the market, even if it has an offer on it, no, no penalties. Mm -hmm. um, so we find that pe people that are selling, that really helps them um, feel more at ease in case they haven't found something to buy just yet. Another protection for our sellers. Mm -hmm. And it's going to give you more negotiating power once if you find your house and you don't have a house to sell. If you still have that house to sell, you lose a little bit of a leg there. Right. Mm -hmm. If you don't have an offer on your current house and you're going up against someone else, chances are you probably won't get that house because your contingency is a pretty big one that we don't know when it will be removed. Is anybody else confused by contingencies yet? It is. <laughs> we have thrown that word. Take a drink every time we say the word contingency. Whoa. <laughs> um, contingency is one of those fancy smancy words that uh, it basically just means anything that could prevent the deal from moving forward or any protections. Um, there's a few of them for the buyers and not many people know there's there's some for the seller too. And that's why it's so important to have a good agent, somebody who's fluent in contingencies and can really protect your best interest throughout the whole process, whether you're selling or buying. Absolutely. So seller's market versus buyer's market, we get that tossed around a lot. Amber, what's seller's market? Seller's market is when there are almost no houses. So low inventory, not a lot of houses on the market and you have a ton of buyers. When we are in a seller's market is when you are going to be seeing multiple offers. You're going to be seeing some fancy stuff called an escalation clause, which is probably something else that somebody could explain to us a little bit further. Don's turn. Escalation clause. Yeah. You want to use those when you are in a multiple offer situation. Um, and basically what it does is it, makes your offer go above the feeding off or the highest offer by a certain dollar amount and up to a specific dollar amount. I know that's a lot of specific up to and all of that, but um, so say your offer is 190 and somebody comes in at 191 and you say you'll go $500 above the best offer up to 195,000. They're not going to make you pay 195. They're going to make you pay 191.5. So they're only going to make you beat it by $500 or $250. It's all negotiable. And we so. do require proof of that other offer. So they can't just counter offer to your highest bid you were willing to do. They do need to show us that we did beat that other offer by $500. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's just something to protect buyer in the seller's market. Um, so the opposite of that is buyer's market versus seller's market. And in this one, it's the exact opposite. There are very few buyers and there are a ton of houses. So the buyers get the cream of the crop. We haven't seen that in a few years. And right now it's slowed a little, but it's still a seller's market mm -hmm. in it depends our on, area. Sorry for interrupting you. Uh, depends on the price point too. If you're selling a house that's over $300,000, you are going to see more of that buyer's market. Uh, if you're selling a house under two hundred, you're going to see more of that seller's market. So we first time home buyers always need something that's a little less expensive to purchase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have absorption rates, which we are going to do a whole different segment on. <laughs> we'll tell you more about that later, but absorption rates really tell us what's going on with that. It's the farmer's almanac of real estate. <laughs> Very true. Oh, kind of. That's a good way to put it. It's a farmer's almanac. Oh, <laughs> Stop talking. The thing that's magically right about the weather. Right. Yeah, it Our weather goes through the history. And based on history, it predicts what's um, coming up next. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. from the desert. It's just um, hot and dry 
every day. So. Surprisingly accurate. Somebody should throw in a meteorologist. <laughs> Did you guys know last year, um, today it was 60 degrees out? No, don't tell me uh, anyone want to be friends right how now. How much snow are we getting tonight? Oh, Six I think inches. up to 10 inches of snow. No way. No way. Yeah. So, oh, welcome to April. <laughs> when is that stopping? I'm driving to Canada tomorrow <laughs> for an inspection. <laughs> Why are you driving to Canada? For an inspection. How are you going in? The, oh, by the way, it's important to hit, have an inspection. And uh, your agent will be there. You know, she has to drive through a blizzard. <laughs> to Canada. <laughs> to Canada. Who did you get for an inspector? There. It's a it's a weird situation. Anyways, <laughs> for another topic. Reeling it in. Bringing it back. All you right. can find inspectors everywhere. Well, just to keep in mind, our timeline to close, since a lot of people don't know this, is 45 to 60 days. That really depends on your financing. Mm -hmm. um, and that's another negotiating tool that we have. If you can close sooner, that might be more beneficial for your offer versus somebody who has to kind of wait a little bit longer. And there were new laws that were passed a couple years ago uh, to make any fees associated with buying and selling very uh, clear and not confusing to the person. So uh, that's another reason why we don't typically see timelines less than 45 days because it can take a while for an appraiser to get out there. Also, the bank is required to show you down to the penny what you will be spending or getting um, at least three business days before, before you close. So that's a really nice perk, but it has kind of delayed closing timelines a little bit, unless you're cash. Now, if you're cash, we're cutting out the lender altogether. Uh, so really it just, if you don't I have, don't once you get through inspection, mm -hmm. uh, then it's, it's, um, did I say, did I say the wrong word? Did I say lender? No, you, you okay. did it right. <laughs> Sorry, I was just it. saying title, title work. work. Oh, when oh, it's cash, oh, that's yeah. all you're working, waiting yeah. for is title work. Yeah. And, and that, then inspection. Yeah. And that can take as little as two weeks is to yeah. get the title. Less update. moving pieces when you're using cash. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Less picky bankers. We love you bankers. Give us money. We love them all. So cash is king, unfortunately, sometimes. Yeah. What, what else do we think is important, though? <laughs> well, it's important to make sure you're working with the right company. We know some companies in the local market do charge things like transaction fees, admin fees, um, other names. I don't know. They get kind of clever with their names. But basically, what you're doing is you're paying four, five, six hundred $600 at the closing table. Extra. Extra to your agent. Um, that you really don't need to be paying. So just make sure that you know if your agent's charging that at the end of the day or not. Yes. If they're a buyer. As a buyer. Choice, what, as a buyer. As a buyer. If they're a buyer, you pay your, you should, should say it's not with every company, but with our company, you pay your agent nothing. The commission comes from the sell side. So you're using us for free, which we are fine with. And you, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like, Did that sound wrong? <laughs> yes. Use us. Um, you work with us. We get to go home we shopping share with you. Our experience, our knowledge, and our we're advocating. <laughs> really, we're advocating for you. That's our primary job is yes. to consult with you and advocate for mm -hmm. you. And that price that we what we make is paid by the seller. So when it comes time to sell your house, the commission will then be charged and you pay for the buyer's agent and the seller's agent. Mm -hmm. Then and if you're buying a new house, then you still get that buyer's agent for but, free. But again, you don't pay any extra fees. So if your yeah. commission is say six and a half percent, you're not paying six and a half percent plus $500 to, for them to write your paperwork. Right. That should be included in the commission. You shouldn't be nickel dimed. We also don't charge, um, when you're selling, we don't charge to come out and assess your house to see what market value would be. 
Uh, we don't charge by the hour. If we're showing you houses, you end up not buying. Um, there's just, there is no extra fees with Diamond Realty Associates and Berkshire Hathaway. There's, there's no extra fees here. It's a policy at our brokerage. Uh, we should probably explain what's the difference between Diamond Realty and Berkshire Hathaway. A lot of people um, mix that's that up. That's true. That's true. So most of the people at Berkshire Hathaway are actually individual agents, which mean we're under the umbrella of Berkshire Hathaway. A lot of people are self-employed though. So they're not necessarily working together as the Diamond team. We all work together very closely. Uh, we share a lot of, we share resources, knowledge. Oh, it's a quiet computer. But we also have access to all the other brokerages' houses as long as they're on the multiple listing system. So you'll be able to see everything on the MLS, whether you're working with us or another brokerage in town, which is important to know too. You're not limited to just what we have on the market. Yes. I've had, I've heard a lot of, um, People say they, they thought they had to work with the agent who was selling the home. That's not true. It's actually beneficial for you to have your own representation because that agent is representing the seller. So if you call like on a sign or you see a house that you like, uh, pick a pick an agent that's there for you specifically so you can let them know which house you're interested. They can get everything set up um, and they're still they're still on your side. They're not caught in the middle between the buyer and the seller. And, and they, some, have, yeah, they have your best interest in. Right. Because sometimes the listing agent might tell you that you'll save money by working with him on both ends. But really, he's getting that whole commission. And you have nobody advocating for you, making sure you're not overpaying or you're getting the best possible deal. It just becomes really great when you are put into a dual agency scenario. And if you've been working with that agent for a really long time and they've really been advocating for you and you're really comfortable with them and you, they happen to take you through one of their listings. That's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, it's still hard to walk that fine line, but you know them a little bit better versus somebody who you just met who's been representing the seller the entire time. Mm -hmm. How likely are they to, they have Stand to just go you. completely yeah. neutral. They can no longer represent the seller or you. Mm -hmm. They have to kind of just facilitate the deal. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. any other, awesome. Any other major did you know us today? Working with the team. Like our team is different than yes. other teams. Um, mm -hmm. we, we are with you start to finish, whereas some teams you get a showing person, mm -hmm. somebody that writes up the contract, somebody that is there at closing. It could be somebody completely different throughout the whole transaction. Here you're going to get one of us from start to finish. Oh, yeah. well, and some teams... Uh, you may get one agent start to finish, but if you're buying and selling, you're getting an agent that's helping you buy and an agent that's helping you sell. And so here at our team, on our team, you don't. You, if Amber met you and you're also selling a house, you're going to have Amber for your listing and your your buy, so she knows all of the facts about everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which we think the whole reason why we really started our own team is because we want lifelong relationships with our clients. This is not about just selling you a house. We want to be your go-to when you have real estate questions. We want to be there for you anytime you have to move and help you throughout the rest of your life. So we are not, we're in long-term, we're not in short-term. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to speed date you. We're not a salesman. <laughs> we're not sharks. We're a resource. We're here for the long run. I'm here to help. Is yeah. it wrong to say we want to date you and all your friends? Because <laughs> 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 yeah, that is wrong. Oh, <laughs> there, that was our agenda. Okay, now, me neither. No. Was that yeah. asking for referrals? 
Perfect. Well, she said we're not speed dating. <laughs> so we we just we want to we want to know you and all your friends and please and refer your friends to us because we did an amazing job. We also want to marry your friends. We want to be with them long term, not just dump them right away. That sounded bad. Sorry. But we do. I, I feel like we're kind of getting. We're oh, why is Diamond so amazing? Yes. Just call us. Hang we out are with amazing. us. But the point of our podcast is not to sell ourselves every week. Mm-hmm. The point of our podcast is to educate everyone on um, terms, different things that pop up. We're going to have an agenda. This is obviously our first one. So thank you for being patient. <laughs> that is officially recorded. Yeah, yes. it's going. It's uh, actually but, 2.0 because we did one. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But we will every week. We'll, you know, I think the first week we're going to start talking about just important topics in the community, the, the in community. real estate. Yeah, like specials market. are a big, mm-hmm. big topic around town so we'll educate you more on those um we'll talk about who's calling you this is podcast time sorption rates we have all we have, we have a, a whole list of things just off the top of our head and we're hoping as you tune in you'll give us your ideas too we would love mm-hmm. to hear what you want to hear about mm-hmm. right yes absolutely we would love to get together with everybody for buyers and brews april 23rd it's not just for first-time home buyers if you're looking to sell if you're wondering about the market if you're just looking to get refreshed stop in we're going to be at here at berkshire hathaway 6 p.m we always serve dinner we always have something to drink and we even have babysitters yeah Yeah, we have free daycare we're family friendly and we will have an inspector and a lender to answer questions um and we will have a homeowner's insurance agent this time he can't always make it awesome Um, so we'll have people here that come with all your questions and um, you can also find more of our information on our website buy sell fmhomes.com or find us on Facebook at Diamond Realty Associates. You can call us anytime, 701-526-4935. And don't forget to be buzzing around on social media. Look for our Tasty Tuesday teaser. We're going to get going on that this week so we can have a guessing game next week for a podcast. So, yeah. So that was our first podcast and we hope to see you next week. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Stay Stay classy. Have yourself a weekend.